People want to know that it's live before it's actually live. Oh, wait, yeah. I heard you talking about that with Marco. That seems very confusing. Yeah, if, if I, like if we go live, like right now, mm. I'm taking the show live and I haven't tweeted about it yet. Now I'm oh, tweeting about People are going to be mad. I know. If you're already talking. But then it, it wouldn't be kind of strange if there was <laughs> silence with occasional like... <clears throat> <laughs> right it is a, because it, it, we're it, waiting we're waiting to have pre-show banter <laughs> before like organic this is how we actually talk to each other before yeah. the show starts exactly that's super weird it is weird You're how weird. would you, you know what we should do thank you we should we should let people know like if you and i are going to have a call before the show we should let people know about that mm -hmm. and then just have like basically like an on, on hold music <laughs> we gotta get that i gotta get some old music and just play that <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should have something just constantly playing so I can flip a little a little switch. You're interested. Back to work is very important to us. Please hold the line while Dan and Merlin finish talking. Dissatisfied with your long distance service? <laughs> you know, it blows me away when I'm on hold with a uh, big company. You know, and of course, there's the kind of fu companies where they don't really care if if you're on hold. Like Comcast, Comcast could, you know, you know, you might as well just sit there and play with yourself all day because they're never going to answer your call. <laughs> now I have to say, AT and T, pretty good, pretty good customer service. As much as I despise the company, their customer service is good. But invariably, you will sit there and and listen to that. I it's, I, I wish they just would play like music for airports, one one, you know, by by Brian Eno, just like kind of. Just like very basic music, mm -hmm. but listening to really loud saxophone music while you're angry about customer service, it's the worst. And then they keep coming in and going like, you know, have you upgraded to Xfinity Pro? Sign on to Burp. <laughs> or like when I, again, Comcast, <laughs> I go to Comcast because my cable is down because I have all this spaghetti of coax that nobody has ever gone in and like refactored. I found out that I have four had four different, I don't know if they're called junctions or like but basically they introduced my signal was dropping by like five percent with every one of these things. So you know, my signal died and, and I called the first thing going. And did you know that you can get most answers to the questions you need answered at Comcast.com? Check it out. Oh, that's great. I'll go here with my magic internet that I make up here at the house to go and get my internet fixed. How are People. you? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm full of beans this morning. I had a really strange thing happen that I'm kind of not comfortable with. I got a pear tart, and I have to say it's not Wait, the most... Wait, what? Hmm? A what? A pear tart? Oh, a it's pear, just a stripper. I thought you said parrot, parrot, parrot tart. tart. I thought that was no, like I, a I Brit British person or something. Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would totally... I would eat the crap out of, out of, a, out of a parrot tart. Hmm. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool if they didn't tell you for the first one. You went, well, that's pretty good. And they go, we, we haven't told Dan. We've replaced his pears with parrot. And you go, you know, that was actually pretty good. I'd have one of those. I'd eat that at home. They were having a cob burger. They're a little gamey, a little chewy. Those things will take <laughs> your nose right off. You're not careful. But uh, <laughs> that could be anyway. a ringtone. <laughs> I have a something. I've told you this before, I think. I have this really cool thing I learned about from Brett Terpstra. Oh, I like it quiet like that. It's real gentle. It's called a uh, better touch tool. He's got a which, show here, by the way. Did you know? That? I know we should mention that. Oh my God, we have to go fast today. We get, because it's got to have it be a shorty, but better touch tool. And so basically, you know how it's kind of, it's what did like you so call amazing. Me? Huh? Nothing. What? Go ahead. Call Nothing. 
Thank you. Oh, sorry. First time toucher. Uh, and, and you know how like when you pick up an iPhone, like it's so awesome when it's not turned on and you turn it on, you go like, oh, this is amazing. I touched and things happen. Have you ever accidentally like grab, you thought it was off, but it was on and you grab it and like, and stuff starts happening on your iPhone. Like, no, no, I didn't mean to make that happen. I just, ah, you know, like you're, I hand my daughter the iPad and she gets her fat thumb all over and things start flipping around. I might, almost everything on my keyboard does something important now. So my entire top row, if I read across my top row, I've mapped F1 through F15 to desktop folder, downloads folder. I still call it expose, suck a nut, uh, dashboard. Um, open, let's see, open my text files folder, previous and next on iTunes, pause, open OmniFocus, iTunes, TextMate, Chrome, uh, Tumblr, Gmail, etc. I dropped my pair and it hit like five of these and suddenly many things were happening on my computer. And I had pair because of this, the structural problems with this pair. We should get Dr. Drang on this because there's a yeah. lot of problems with this pair. Target. God, his avatar though. I gotta, I'm not following him anymore. Block yeah. them. Isn't there something? Could you install some kind of grease monkey? I mean, maybe I don't know what it's <laughs> I called. Got, like I got a, that installed right here. Yeah. Hmm. You got a grease monkey right there? <laughs> right there. Installed. What do they call that on Safari? You got like a WD, WD, WD-40 chimp or something? What do they call that? <laughs> an, ex- an extension. Boy, never, mention, never mention that you've greased something up with WD-40 because, <laughs> brother, does that bring Van Hoon yeah, out of the It's not true. So, uh, <laughs> You're actually uh, dry. No, no, uh, <laughs> what is it? It's like, what is it called? A loosening agent? What's, what's, what's the official? Convulsive. So, convulsive agent. It's a convulsive propulsive. <laughs> it's a hmm, propellant. It's one of my favorite Coldplay records. <laughs> oh. Your yeah. nut is stuck like it is filled with glue. What are you going to do? Propulsive. Um, is there anything you want to tell everybody? I have uh, one thing I would like to say. Literally years, years in the works. Literally. Yes. Uh, everybody uh, launch your browser. Go we'll to... Wait. What? Hmm? We'll wait. Oh, yeah, we will wait. Your browser is important to us. <laughs> Matt, you're full of great stuff today. If you're interested in giving Merlin a compliment, you can go to MerlinMatt.com to get everything. Years, literally. <laughs> Dan, <clears throat> we're well into our fifth year, I think, of doing this. You're yeah, going to that on TV now. Seasons are really short. Anyway, I think this is more in like probably our 12th season of Back to Work, even though we still call it S1 for religious reasons. This has been, you've been working on this for so long and finally it can be told. Go ahead and open your browser. And uh, as they say on TV, log on to our website at shop.5by5.tv. <laughs> shop, as in the place you go to buy stuff, .5by5.tv. And you will see a brand new t-shirt. Actually two, but there's one that we, we really hope you, you like. It is a uh, back to work. That's fine for Merlin t-shirt. And it's available now. It's an asphalt is the name of the color. <laughs> asphalt is yes. That's what you we determined through, through some you know testing. Asphalt it is. You know who I blame? Who? Asphalt. <laughs> but uh, you, it's you. It's a glorious, glorious picture of you drawn can, by can our ask, friend Jory. Raphael. It's beautiful. It's on this asphalt. Is kind of this gray, this gray color mm-hmm. that it's the. I think I think Justin Justin Williams has referred to it as the official color of startup T-shirts. But <laughs> but I really like it. I think it's handsome. It's slenderizing. Yes. Now now starting from the bottom, like I like to do, you've got uh, it says five by five yeah. in, in that beautiful face. Is right. that a is that a real typeface? Or That's something that, Jory just came up. Jory just made that up. It, it maybe it, maybe it was a typeface that he customized. I don't know how he does this. 
It's handsome. Then above that, in, in another very, what do we call it, naturalistic? Yeah, he drew that. That's drawn. He drew it. That's drawn letters. Yep. This is on a, it's on a stack. We call it a stack. That's fine for Merlin. Now, here's my question <laughs> to you, Dan Benjamin. There's an iconic uh, face of me that Jordan Ash has put on here. And <laughs> this is the younger I, version. <laughs> okay. I look, I don't see, I look really, I look almost like an infant in this. It looks nothing like the one with the deep, deep, deep furrows that you put up. So <laughs> well, my, curi- my curiosity is when, when Jordan Ash lo- uploaded this to the Shopify robot, did he do the very deeply lined version like furrows in a cotton field? Or did he do the one where I look handsome like this? Uh, he did, which was first. Let me, I'm, I'm going to search my mail uh, to see where where it was but there were multiple different versions of you in these in these t-shirts uh and the first one did have deeper <laughs> deeper lines but Maybe after this first cut of it we can let people choose how old they want me to look right i yeah because the first version we you have i would describe as a kind of kind of young young merlin mm. i think i look more manga here yeah or anime can you make my eyes really, really big? Manga. Like one manga. Can you make me more manga? Can I have those big sympathetic <laughs> Japanese eyes like with the two little white dots in it? There are a variety of different... Anyway. Uh, Can you make me look like Totoro? Totoro? How do you say I, it? I don't, I don't know. Okay. But you, can make, you can't make me look like that, can you? There are, there are different... I didn't sleep much last night. There is... Yeah, I know. I got, I got an email from you. No. Moving on, there's a, but I think I, uh, the, I haven't had that haircut in a while, but I want to get it back. You know what? I got to tell you, this is going to change everything for me. I'm going to reverse engineer my whole face. I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to get some keels. <laughs> How can you I'm work? get a decent haircut. See, this is, there's a picture of you here that I have, yeah. as we used to use as my background. <laughs> the angry one? Yeah. And <laughs> looking at the lines in that, we should, this, you're definitely, we're giving you the benefit of the doubt with this avatar. Well, we're going to talk about something. Joel Hausman you know. has already bought a shirt. Oh, are you being creepy and looking at who ordered? I get emails. I can't help it. Oh, oh that's so creepy, Dan. Don't do that. Ew, I'm just ew. saying, Joel Hausman. He's like he's been well, on the edge of his seat. You're people off now. I'm not going to read any other ones. Just Joel, just Joel Hausman. Joel Hausman. Just Joel Hausman. Just Joel Hausman. Yeah. Man, he's right like there. He's been on the edge of his seat since the implication that we might do a shirt was there. He's just been sitting there reloading the page. I, I kind of, is, is he one of your, is he on your board of directors for picking how old my face should look? Is he, is he, does he sit on the board along with Mark and everyone I know? Right, every, I, I you understand. I talk to people. I know, I know you show things to Josh. Oh, I do. I know. Does he look old enough? Does he look old enough? Older? Because there were four or five different options and most people picked, this was option number D. <laughs> option D? Yeah. From, from old to young. E was the youngest <laughs> where there was no, no lines at all. <laughs> there's what what was the one that i saw there's one that i saw recently oh it was in the show art i had to, in developing something that we're going to talk about in a little bit meta promotion i uh, I, I was like whoa i had a 1600 pixel like I, got, I don't know where i found it but i found a giant i must have war dialed and found a giant size version of our logo and i look so hideous <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what you guys have against me, but it's, it's he's using like the rounded ends tool in, in Illustrator. And there's this very, very happy, these very, very happy looking lines of horror in my face. Uh-huh. I, look, I look like I've been like, I don't know, like I've been dodging beanbags for, for my entire life. I'm under stress. And, and, and now I look like somebody in a picture from the Dust Bowl. Wow. Oh, nice. Thanks, F. John Rickert on the internet. That doesn't look like you at all. Where are the wrinkles in the cane? (laughs) 
Man. No, Man, it's true. But you know what? It's a cartoon. You don't want this. You yeah, don't want that cartoon. kind of detail. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to Google. What's, what's, what's the name of the guy? My daughter and I just call him Corduroy Face. What's the guy on the planet where um, the planet that um, General Grievous is hiding out on? Oh, the Herculoids. The Herculoids. Yeah, and the there's a guy, the tall guy in the, in the red robe. We just always call him Corduroy Face. He gets up and, he, and he's like, you know, he looks very quietly to Obi Wan. He's like, <laughs> and he's got those two creepy teeth. He looks kind of like a gopher. Corduroy face. <laughs> whatever, whatever it was that happened to you, yeah, I, I like she captured that. That's pretty good. Tongue it up. Yeah. All right. You want to button this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Dan, thank you for doing this. I would like to just say for the record that. I advocated for a shirt that was not so my face centric. Mm-hmm. Not sure how we punctuate. You did that. that just to be politically correct. That's like when someone gives you a gift, no, and as you're you as you're back. receiving the gift, as you're taking it out of their hands. Oh, you shouldn't have. I can't accept this. I and ask you to take down the version where you had me in blackface because I didn't think that was appropriate. <laughs> right. Remember the minstrel version where I had deep, deep dark lines in my face. <laughs> you remember that all in the family? That was really funny. I do remember that one. Oh my god, that was a funny episode. Bunker. Well, that, that shit. Bunker. 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 Eden Bunker. Bunker. You know, Rob Reiner was wearing a piece that whole time. No. Yep. I don't what believe they, it. What they call that? A head merkin. He's wearing a wig. He had a wig the whole time. Head merkin. And you can have an assistant merkin. God, I'm tired. Anyway, thank you, Dan, for doing this. I don't know if people will buy this, but but here's the thing: we we uh, we hope you will buy this, and we hope that you will like it. I, I hope you like it. I, I was hoping there would be something else on there besides my face, because I, you know, that's awkward. It's awkward. Yeah, but what you wanted to put there wasn't something people could wear out. Yeah, you could, it's only available in XXL. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're on fire. No, I'm not. I'm on the opposite of fire. Do you have notes prepared too? I'm off. I'm off water. (laughs) The opposite of on water. (laughs) No, I got a. I got a. I got a pair of tart that that launches TextMate every time I try to eat it. Oh. You ever do that with your keys? Boy, I'll tell you, that'll change the change the game for you. Change the game. I also want to talk about shaving. I think maybe every week half of the show should be dedicated to some completely off-topic topic that, that, that I, I like to think I have expertise in. Like Philly cheesesteaks. There's a lot of things I know a lot about. Marco was talking about shaving in the shower. I shave in the shower. I think you're a punk not to shave in the shower, just for what it's worth. Anyway, we want, we want to thank, uh, we want to thank uh, our, ourselves uh, for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. So tell your friends about this. Don't, don't, be, uh, don't keep it to yourself because we, we want people to buy these. We really do. Here's the thing. You got to tell people. You know what my friend Harry used to say? My friend Harry, Franz, uh, Franz Harum Hendrik Monkhorst. He's Dutch, which I overlooked. And, and he, would, he would say, he would say, you know, people will do things for you if you ask them. Which I think is very wise for a man who was 19 at the time. Are you there? Because <laughs> here's the thing. If you don't <laughs> ask people to do things, they won't know that you want them to do things. Oh, so you've got to mm-hmm. ask. Well, here's the thing. Vocalization uh, is what any you're page about. that has a dollar sign on it probably mean unless it's got variables. So it's it probably means that we want, it's money, and so I think we should say to people, we think this is a nice shirt, and we're very happy we spent some time on it, and we'd be very grateful if you're the kind of person that buys shirts and has a torso. We would be very grateful if you would consider buying this. Because hmm. people act like they, you know, it's like it's, and you know, this is this should be an episode. This should be an episode. The whole money problem. We should talk about money someday. We talked about this. You and I talked about this on, on our penultimate call. 
Remember we talked about this? I we do talked about this. the we talked about the PayPal button problem. I do remember this. We do you remember that? I do. You remember that? I do. You should capture that. Let's, I'm gonna use a pink. I'm gonna use a pink card for that one because right. it's about money. Okay. <clears throat> I shave in the shower. We should talk about something important. What do you want to talk about? You know, it's like you got to be in your bonnet. I don't this time. Hmm. I have this one story I've been meaning to tell for a long time, <clears throat> but I feel really bad about it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if I could redact it. I could probably redact it. What was it we're going to talk about? Money? Yeah, it's money. It's going to be so weird. I'm going to have this pink 3x5 card with the word money on it, <laughs> written in pencil. And I have a feeling that like within two hours, I'm going to see that and have absolutely no idea what that means. And then I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think, why did I choose a pink card? You know, you've done this before where you've shown these Jeff different Goldblum. cards. Jeff Goldblum. I found, I found, I found, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but I found, uh, you know, you got recto verso on a verso page in my, in my notebook, I had two words, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> and it was circled. And so what does it, it mean? What does that word. mean when you, when you have that? I'm so, I'm so, as you may know, I'm so aged at this point that I will almost certainly die soon. I will go to whatever version of graves they have in the future, wondering what the F I meant by Jeff Goldblum written on a page and then circled. Right. What could it mean? You talk about, you used to talk, talk about Jeff Goldblum a lot. I love, I love Jeff Goldblum. You love Jeff Goldblum. I think he's great. One of my favorite he's actors. Great. He's on, he's on uh, Tim and Eric sometimes, and he's quite funny. Hmm. Let me think about that. <clears throat> There's this guy. You know what? I don't want to tell a story. What do you want to talk about? Money. Mm, not today. Um, we can talk about money today. <laughs> you know, money's, money's a very important issue. What about motivation to- then? Make it a broader topic. Motivation? Why do you do the things you do? Oh, really? Yes. Have we done that a lot? No, not on this show. What show do we do it on? It's well, just when we're on the phone with each other, we talk about it. Ah, that's good. Okay, uh, start me up. Start you up. Mm-hmm. You start. Well, here's, my, here's my question for you. Thank you. My question for you is this. Most of the time, like, let's go back in time. You're, you're fresh out of college. What's your primary motivation? What was yours? When you're fresh out of college, what did you want to do most? It, relating to work. I mean, this is back to work, so... <clears throat> well, I mean, let's make it broader. Go ahead. Because um, I, think, I think you have to make it broader in order for it to be as complex as it needs to be, which was, if memory serves, right after find housing, it was find a way to pay for housing. It was, re- it was like, oh my God, I've got to get a job. There's a total, total recession going on right now and I have to get a job. Job, 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 job. That was my, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, and <clears throat> I beg your pardon. I was, I was thinking like, okay, I want to be a writer and I did some little bit of writing for almost no money. And I was like, and I want to be a computer guy. So I was doing a little bit, doing the Pines of Sarasota newsletter as you do. <laughs> right. Um, but no, it was a real scramble. And I, and, and when I, it, I, uh, people have told me they were annoyed about how much I mentioned in the liberal arts, which, um, I just could not be less bothered by because everyone needs to send their kids to liberal arts school. It makes them such better people. <laughs> than going to some kind of... Anyway, you know, that's just my opinion. I think liberal arts is a good thing. But it does mean that you end up graduating as a fruitcake who doesn't really know what to do on a practical basis. Unless you're going to go feed yourself straight into law school or something. Right. But coming out of liberal arts school and uh, writing a lot of poems and uh, talking about uh, the pre-Socratic philosophers, that's, that's not the kind of thing you put on a resume and they just shake your hand and show you to a desk. So I found out something I've mentioned so many times in the past, and I'm sorry to monopolize this. I very, very quickly found out 
as much as I loved and would never give back that education in a million years, that whole experience of going to new college, mm-hmm. never give back. Um, the, the, the practical component was that I, I did come out feeling, I felt confident or maybe overconfident about my ability to do stuff, but that was not resonant with what was available in the economy, what kind of things I was truly qualified for. And, you know, I just, I couldn't go in somewhere and say, I want to be a salesman or I want to be an insurance agent. I didn't have any experience and it was a real panic. If I, if my expenses had not been so ridiculously low, I would have been super screwed. And that was my feeling. What was your feeling? What year did you graduate from college? Nine, it was like 2000, 2003. 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think it was 94. Yeah. You're, you're only four years younger than me and you say, it's just, it's just that I look older. Is that well, it? Well, it's that you look older and <sighs> you walk with a cane. <laughs> and you have false teeth. There's just those things. No, wait a minute. This, I, no, you never mind. We should come back to this. This only started like two or three weeks ago. When did the false teeth become a thing? Because is that Joel or is that you? I think you feed these to Joel. You feed false teeth to Joel. No, he asks if you like. I guess he'll somehow learn that old people ha- or he'll wa- you know watching TV and someone will look at my you know I know does what Mr. are those? I'll say, those are false teeth. teeth. Yeah. Does, does Mr. Mr. Rowan have false teeth? God. If an old person, like he asked about your bunions the other day, because there was... A, I don't have bunions, Dan. Well, on TV, there was a commercial about bunions and it had an old person. And he, does Mr. Merlin have bunions? I said, yes, he does. <laughs> Tell him about my piles. Is that a euphemism? I don't know. You could also, what do they call it? Uh, carbuncles. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Karl Marx was carbuncles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I got nothing. No, I think he did. I think he had hemorrhoids. Didn't he? Who? Let's come back to this. Yeah, that's something for later. So you graduated from college in 2008 or 1994. Right. 1994, oh, America was in love with friends and uh, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton was president. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, spin doctors were killing it on the charts. Still? Now, when do you, when do you think spin doctors? I don't know. <sighs> two, pr- two princes time period, right? Yeah, I've got something in my rectum and it's coming out now. <laughs> They're a good band. Yeah. I just want to slap that hat off that guy. I would, I would have, wherever he lives, I would have taken a private jet to go and just slap that goddamn hat off his head. What are you doing with that beard? You got a bird in there? What the? Wow. Oh, they were inescapable. It was like Blues Traveler. It was just like, ugh, it was like oxygen. Enough. So, uh, 1994, you graduated from college. Yes. You know, the Dan, main... Dan, why did I write the word money on a pink card? Can you just remind me? Is that a topic? That's our topic for today. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, my main goal was financial uh, independence. Note I did not say freedom. I said independence. I, uh, for the longest time, had been you know financially dependent on my mom, who was a single mom. I had been working since I was 13 years old so that I could have some money to spend because my mom and I were not, we'd had no money at all. And anything I ever wanted, I had to buy it, pretty much buy it myself. I mean, when I was younger, you know, I had toys. We never, we always had shelter. We always had food. But as far as like recreational stuff, if I, you know, if I wanted a Nintendo, I better work until I could save up and get a Nintendo. But for me, having any kind of financial independence was the the, the number one thing that I wanted. I, I wanted to be able to not have to rely on anybody else to pay bills uh, to do whatever it was that I wanted to do, which really wasn't all that much. I just wanted to, you know, like have an apartment and a car and, and, uh, and, and buy food. And for me, the big motivation was, yeah, I mean, I sure did want to work at a cool place, but really just like almost any, like a- almost anything 
would have been fine. And I feel like the motivation that most people have gets caught up somewhere. Like we wound up staying in Orlando, Florida, because I got a job in Orlando, Florida. And when my, uh, my now wife, then girlfriend was, she was a year uh, behind in school, uh, behind me, she, she graduated like high school a year later. So she was graduating a year later, even though she was like way faster than me at actually finishing stuff and not <laughs> failing classes. And, you know, so it, when she graduated, she got a job and all of a sudden we just like, we were there in Orlando, like it, it so many other people are like, oh, I'm going to go move to, like you did. I'm going to go move to San Francisco. I'm going to, and I, I, I don't know why I didn't accept the one thing that I've I been, was like, I was like 34 when I did that. Wow. It took you a long time to finish school. False teeth. So for me, it was, re, it, it wasn't like I was afraid to do it. It just like, well, I have a job. I'm working. Why would I move? Why would I leave? Why would I go anywhere? It just didn't, you know, like it didn't make sense. It was like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm working. I have a job. This is what you're supposed to do when you graduate. I have one. And, you know, my grandfather had like one job his whole life. And he was very much a my father figure. So I, I, I didn't do that. But the idea of like not having a job and just moving out somewhere or trying something crazy, like that didn't fit into, I did all that stuff later. <laughs> it didn't fit into my scope of thinking. So there I was with a job and I, well, I have a job, I guess, I guess, you know, this is what I'm doing now. And all of a sudden, like, and then it, it kind of becomes like, well, I want, I want a different job that pays me more money and that I like a little bit better. And that, that became the goal. The goal wasn't, I want to have a career that fulfills me. I mean, maybe that was like the pipe dream, but that wasn't the goal. The goal was get a job where I can like what I'm doing better and get paid more. And, and that just led to another job, which in theory had the same thing. And I was, I was never really happy at any of these jobs because my motivation wasn't be, be happy or do something that, that I would like doing and can pay the bills. It was just, well, let me find something I hate less and that pays more. (laughs) That's good. And that was it. That was my, that was like my, for like 10, 15 years. That's like, that was my, well, I want a different job that pays better and I hate less. And that's not healthy. Did it ever end? No, not, no, it never <laughs> ended. I right. never found the job. I, in fact, I found jobs that I hated more and that paid me more. And then, then I, then I started to realize, well, to make good money, you'd have, you just have to hate what you do. That's just how it works. You have to. So I would take a job and like, I think I, some I, people would say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but some people would say to make any money, you have to hate what you do. Yeah. I think that is so ingrained in people. I, I don't know if it's a Protestant work ethic, Catholic work ethic, uh, you know, I don't know, Judaic work yeah. ethic, but people that uh, that seems like such a little um, undertone to to culture of the last like hundred years is like, you know, it, you, that if you're not unhappy, it's not a job. I think you're onto something. Um, what did I write down here? You were just um, wrote money on a. Th- I just wrote money on a card. Yeah, I just, <laughs> you know what? I underlined it. <laughs> Does that have like a, do you, when you take notes and stuff, do, do different things have different like meanings? Like does an underline imply something and a circle imply something? That's a good something? question. I think like a, um, like a notation system. When I write use? it down, it feels like, like a, a different meaning, but ultimately it just all means that I'm insane and shouldn't be writing all these things down. It's a real tick. You should see, I have, I have three mm, wooden boxes full of cards from just the last few months. I have a whole box that's nothing but Roderick on the line because he's very quotable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's this. This is boy. This is a clunky phrase. Um, 
either uh, uh, evolution of motivation or <laughs> motivational evolution, which sounds like a Jackson Five record or something. But um, I guess what I what I and what you're describing, at least what, with what I felt and what you're describing, it is um, it's almost like you're always fighting the last war. And so it's very frustrating because the job you got, the job that you acquired, and, and you know, let's just jump in at any point in the in the chain of life. But yeah. you you got this job because okay, you were motivated because you had to get a job to pay the rent, for example. Um, you got that job, but then it sounds so simple, but I don't I don't think this is that simple. It's like the motivation that or the the thing that propels you toward, you know, needing that job in the parlance um, is not the thing that will motivate you to stay at that job or you will want other things fairly quickly once you've acquired it. It's like eating sugar, you know, <laughs> that's, that's not entirely accurate, but do you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. once you've got that job, it's not going to be 10 years before you either want a different job or want that job to be different or, or you might want something completely I mean, you know what I mean? Like once you've, once you, you know, another way to look at it for myself is anxiety. Once I've resolved, because I mean, I, I'm, I, I still am to some extent very driven by anxiety, but there was a time in my life when I was, I think, almost completely driven by anxiety. And it wasn't until I was deeply anxious about something that I did anything. I think I'm still like that to an extent, but, but I, I don't know if this is, this is probably incoherent, but you, but so the, for me, the anxiety, I'll speak for myself, for me, the anxiety of, oh my God, I have to pay my $250 a month rent. Right. So I better get a job. And then once I get, get that job, I might be anxious about how much work I have to do. Or I might be anxious about really, really, really not liking my boss. I might be anxious about, or, 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 or any of the, back to the seven dwarfs of, of bad emotion. But, mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, then that will propel me in another direction. You know, it's, it's not, it's a career of anxiety. That's what would drive me forward. And that's pretty good. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, write that. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, is that, does that resonate at all with you? I mean, it's like you're, when I say fighting the last war, that's an old phrase, right? That, you know, fighting the last war is, a, is really a resonant idea for me because I think there's so many ways that we do that. We're always, you know, taking off your shoes in the airport. That is so fighting the last war. Do you think, you think the next person that wants to take down a plane in the United States is going to do it with a shoe bomb? Uh, I kind of doubt that. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, that that was that will probably never be effective. I doubt that a huge amount. I, you know what? What's next? You know, are you going to make, make me take off my underwear before I go through the porno <laughs> scanner? Like, what's next? Should I just should I just bring my own lubricant in a dream? Wow. You know, like what's going to happen? It's, uh, you, you know, it, you say, oh well, somebody used somebody used a hair bomb, so now you have to shave your head to get on the plane. You know, you're never going to have that security, and all you're going to do is add all these exceptions to your existence. I'm going to stop and let you talk now. Does that, does that resonate at all? No, it is does. It, you know, it, it's, it's a you, good You one. used to be an anxious person, didn't you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I would it, it, imagine I was like CTO for a, for a company in San Francisco and I was working in Orlando, having to fly back and forth there, managing remote and local team. I had, I had heart palpitations. I mean, you, I had good, you had good, good. I had all that. I mean, I was, I was a mess. It was awful. Did you like? Did you wake up and go? Yes. Like, e yes. I, I had that. I don't know what that means, but I did that. Did you ever have a noise? I had everything. Did you have a personal noise? You mean like a cough or something? <laughs> no, m uh, mine used to be kind of this. Mm. 
I don't know I, if I had that. I would just accidentally make a noise sometimes because the anxiety would become so great <laughs> that it would it would come out like some kind of a, a little sadness harmonica, and I would just go. Oh. I I think mine was kind just like a the constant, Hoffman noise, constant moaning. <laughs> you'd be you'd be on a on a phone call with people in San Francisco like a ghost just going. Rah! Right. Yeah, mine was the sound of it, it, me uh, unleashing my pent up frustration and misery at everyone around me. That's that was my sound. It was awful, awful. Uh, you know, I, I I should apologize. Perhaps I did not mean to to take you directly into anxiety because I may have accidentally changed the subject on you. No, I can go back to the other one. But, but I, it was te- I, no, it was it was terrible, and it, it got to the point where you're you're sitting there saying. What am I doing this for? Like, and they, there's all these studies that they do. I don't know what the numbers are, but they say that like once you make X, and I don't know if it's fifty thousand dollars or seventy five, what what the amount is that like your happiness doesn't increase. Once you get to that point, your happiness will increase going from whatever you are making to I'm going to make up the number. I forget what it was to fifty thousand. At fifty thousand dollars, you are actually a lot happier than you were at thirty five thousand dollars. At a hundred thousand dollars, you're no more happy than you were really at fifty. And even at you know what I'm. Have you heard this? Have you? I don't know what the numbers are, but there's some kind of threshold. And like I had reached whatever that threshold was, and every step that I went more and like oh we're, you're going to be in charge of this now is like I, I'm not happier because of that. I'm like I, I it doesn't my life my quality of life is directly opposite of what i seem to be making and do and it was it was awful it was just awful well i i i think that people i I always i'm reluctant to say things about other people i think i think something i do you know what screw it there's something everybody does that's so frustrating in retrospect whether this is in politics public discourse what i like to call civics you know and this has come up before but i think it's worth repeating um life life is an engineering problem right life is a project management problem you never change one aspect or as you like to say component about anything you never you can't change it's like it's like a triangle you know, it's really difficult to change this one angle without changing the other angles. That's how it works. And that sounds so elementary, but I don't think that's what really happens. If your motivation is to make money, um, you may not account for all of these other things. Now, now to your point specifically, yes, I, I have heard about this. I have heard about... Our friend the, Scott know, Williams just sent me the uh, URL to a PDF file. <laughs> he says that it is 75000 <laughs> that's the sweet spot yes well i don't know about that i guess it depends a lot if you had like 10 kids and lived in new york city i'm not sure that would right but i mean, I mean seventy five thousand dollars you can't even get an apartment in san francisco i hear no we, we yeah we spend that every month on coffee lids <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm sure yeah and then we uh we made it into a little bed for our daughter. Oh, right. Because we live in San Francisco. I thought you were using the, the, a stack of iMac boxes for her. No, I give, I give those to, to, uh, to, uh, uh, differently poverty people. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got to move down. Terrible. Um, But, but, uh, you know, the other thing, um, so, uh, uh, yes, the money thing. I mean, there are so many myriad things that come up with the more money thing. But I mean, again, that's just one aspect. That's one component. You know, another one I've heard a lot and I don't have the paper in front of me, but I, I, it turns out, I remember reading a while back that uh, every 10 minutes that you add to your commute decreases your like, general quality of life, your perceived quality mm. of life by like 10%. So like when I was visiting in um, 
in Hotlanta, like Mark, not to be creepy, but Mark lives pretty close to where MailChimp is based and it's made his life really good. What's weird is that he lived near there before he worked there. Right. So I don't know if he deliberately did that, but he's like 10 minutes from his job. I was 10 minutes from my job in Tallahassee and of all the things I didn't like about my job, that was one thing I loved. It was just long enough to hear like a story and a half on NPR on Morning Edition back when Bob Edwards was on and it was good. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a different podcast just to whine about NPR. Yeah. But but I love that was a perfect length commute for me, you know. Um, but think about this, and I, I do I do have friends. I have had friends that live in the East Bay or pretty far in the East Bay. Like I've heard stories of people that work at, in like Tracy out by the truck scales, like real far away, and commute into San Francisco every day. And boy, talk about quality of life. Man, if you're making $200,000 a year, do you really want to be commuting for like four hours a day in a car? I'm not talking about Caltrain. Like Caltrain, you Caltrain to San Jose, that sucks. Or you take a, one of those Bauer buses down to uh, Google. Like you're going to sit there in air conditioning and Wi-Fi and get to do stuff or read a book like a person. But like, I can't imagine having to drive all of that way, spend all that money on gas, do all that dry cleaning. What really true stuff fine for Merlin. But if you just said, I want to have a house that I can afford, well, now you're like, you're stuck between like a Chuck E. Cheese and a Fuddruckers and you drive four hours a day and you go like, oh my gosh, I'm back in the David Burns song again. Like what has happened? You know? I mean, this is, there's so many myriad ways that I, I think we, we address this stuff. And I, yeah. I think that fighting the last war is, is not a bad way to, to think about it. Um, but we should come back to this after we talk about something we like. The f- well, what, I think we can do that right now. Oh, really? Right now, right, right here on the program? The, the talking about the thing? That we I like? wrote down uh, the word money on a card and underlined okay. it. I don't know what that means, but I'm going <laughs> to underline it again. And I'm going to put an asterisk. No, not an asterisk. Right, you do that. I'll do, the, I'll do the sponsor. Okay. All right. I'll be here. It's uh, DocuSign. So if you actually, they made a special URL for us. So it's DocuSign.com slash 5 by 5 And let me tell you very simply what these guys are, Merlin. And then you can, you can tell me if this is, you think you might like this. Uh, Should I write anything down? No, you can just listen. Okay. I'm going to put another asterisk by money. All right. They make it, uh, e- these guys, they ma- this is their prepared thing. Then I'm going to tell you the, my story. But they make it easy and fast to get your documents signed. It's that simple. Uh, whether it's like a big sales contract, you have an NDA, uh, you're buying a house, which is what my story is. They're the fastest, easiest, and most secure way to get a signature anytime, anywhere, on any device. Let me tell you my story. We had uh, just moved here to Austin. We thought it was going to be a piece of cake to find like a house to rent. But in fact, that was not the case. We looked at, I, I looked at over 50 houses to rent. None of them would, uh, would work for us for a variety of reasons. And it's not just because I'm picky. Uh, so we said, you know what? We were going to spend a year here. We're going to rent here for a year. We're going to spend a year. Why not? You know, live, live light, but have the baby and then figure out where we want to live in Austin. It's a big place, a big town, a lot of places to live. We said, we can't do that. There's way better inventory buying than there is renting. And of course, we, we were in a position to buy anyway. We were just going to put it off so we'd get to know the town. We said, forget it. We can't do that. So we switched into buying mode. Now come all the documents, all the offered letters, all the counter offers, all of this stuff. And it was, uh, we, we were sitting in this rental vacation, vacation rental house. We, there's, we don't have a fax, barely have uh, reliable internet, but that's all we had. And I thought I was going to have to go back and forth to the Kinkos to like receive faxes and all of this stuff. Turns out, as you say, uh, <laughs> my, my real estate uh, agent, he's like, no, 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 we, we use DocuSign here. I'd never heard of this thing. I didn't know what this was. 
He says, it's, it's all, all it is. We get everything. You sign it and you sign it online. You can sign it on your uh, iOS app. You can sign it on the website. And it's it, this act as your real signature. Okay. So like, it's like when you sign something on DocuSign, it's legally binding and they maintain an audit trail so that it's, they encrypt everything. It's way more secure than paper or faxing or email. It's all on their site. It's all secure. It's all up in the cloud. It, it, it's truly amazing how they have gotten this process down. And it's a global, a global standard now. 188 different countries are using this. So anyway, uh, that's just my personal story, and that's the personal one. They use this in business. When I was talking to the DocuSign folks, I had no idea. But this thing is used in business all over the place. Uh, because it's legal and they've got all the enterprise level certifications and audits and everything else in the, in the world that, that you would want. Uh, but you can use it just to sign, you know, uh, a simple employment agreement. If you're remote, we talk I wish about. you would, I wish you would someday uh, tell the tale, the entire tale, not the entire, entire tale, but, but we, we joke, we joke for so long on the show about after you announced you're going to Austin yeah. and then the, the, it was probably about four weeks ago when you finally stopped being insane because your whole <laughs> life has been upside down <laughs> yeah. and you've always been speaking of motivation. You've always been, you know, you know that old thing, like if you, you take a step halfway toward the wall and then another step halfway toward the wall, like you'll never, it's recursive or whatever. Like yeah. You'll never actually, it's like a Mandelbrot walk. You'll never actually reach the wall. That feels like there was so long. And I can't imagine if you did actually have to go like in your filthy, disgusting rental house mm. and go have to go on Google Maps and find the nearest Kinko's. It was bad. How, how does this app express, how does this uh, service uh, express itself? Uh, expresses itself at DocuSign.com slash 5 by 5 where you will get a 30-day free trial account, and they have a little... Uh, it's very nice. They built a little landing page just for us, and they have my name oh, on I love it. that. My name is right up there. So if you want to try it out, do it there, DocuSign.com slash 5 by 5 and uh, thanks very much for their support. Oh, look at that. They put up your whole deed with yeah. your signature. Yeah. Ooh, closing costs. I know. Yikes. I know. Property taxes here are no picnic. Woo! You're going to have to donate some boxes in these shoes. I don't even know what that's from. Fletch. Oh, you know, that's a pretty funny movie. That's one of his uh, four good movies. Four or three. Two and one. And when I'm on the mic, suckers run. I am going to circle money. I cut off one of the asterisks because I thought that was a little bit uh, melodramatic, a little bit ejaculatory. So I took that off. Um, We were talking about uh, motivation and money. And where were we? So, oh, engineering, engineering. Mm. You know, I'm not an engineer. You're but, not. But hmm? uh, no, no. Okay. You know, Dr. Drang. Doctor, I haven't listened to it yet. But Dr. Drang, um, you can't follow him, right? Is that right? Well, the avatar is disturbing. avatar. It's a little clowny, isn't it? A little clowny. Well, you know, you could just listen to him. He's on with uh, Katie and D Sparks on Mac Power Users this week. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. If you go to uh, what is it, Linkrew, Linkrew.com, I think slash blog. Anyway, Google for Dr. Drang and go, I think it's leancrew.com. You know okay. what I could do? I could type here on my computer that I've got. But uh, his site is just terrific. It is absolutely one of the blogs that I read. And I'm down to like three now. They're all driving me nuts. But it's such a good site. If you're, if you're like, like, if you're a flavor of nerd where we share like even like three or four things, you're not going to, he just has a script, is a Python script on how to archive your tweets. Like how cool is that? That's nice. I remember I first noticed because he had a thing on how to print uh, like hipster PDA cards. Mm. It's really cool. Um, and now, and now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story. Isn't that funny? It is so funny. He likes me to dress like a clown. 
Really? Yeah. A puppet. Who's your puppet? I'm your puppet. Are you my puppet? I'm your puppet. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. He has small hands. I'm lucky. Um, <laughs> did you know we have shirts for sale? Yeah, I, I heard about that. Is that like a pound CCC? What would you call that? Yeah, that's totally a pound CC. It's pretty close to a pound CCC. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, on, on everything I use, I only use like four colors because it's all I know. I know FFF, 000, CCC, 666999. Uh, what was I? I don't even remember what, what, what 43 folders was. It was like CC000 mm-hmm. or something like right. that. Yeah. Can you do that on your head? Can you calculate colors? Um, not, not the way I should be able to. Hmm. Do you ever use bin hex files? No. You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> and this is airplane now? <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> you know, the thing is, when I, when I had that little period for a while, I'm sorry, I didn't sleep much. I had that, po- that period for a while where I was compulsively responding to everyone with Roger, Roger. And like to, to a person, they all thought it was an uh, airplane joke. Mm. Airplane, airport. Airport's the old one. Airplane. Airplane's the funny it's a, one. It's a B1 battle droid joke. Roger, Roger. Is this what you think people tune in for on the show? Let me check. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, now, when I say engineering problem, I, I don't. I, I just. I remember reading a long time ago, and I'm always citing the same example that makes me think that I, somebody should write a mean blog post that actually tells me, no, you know what? Don't write a mean blog post. Write a useful blog post. Doctor Drang, you can explain this. You ever seen when he writes about shower curtain rods? Mm, no. I God, can I just say I don't. I don't want to be melodramatic or ejaculatory. But my hand to God, you show me one person who is writing more articulately about the problem of hotel room shower rod design. Mm. Mm-hmm. One time he wrote about a bolt on his lawnmower. <laughs> I had like a thousand words on that. Best. We were talking about money, I think. Yeah. So here's the problem. I mean, and and I have to tell you, I think you know me, Dan. You know me? I feel like I'm starting to. Yes. Maybe too well. Maybe biblically. And I think this, is, this is the problem. I do, I do not. I have no interest in sports culture. I, can, I like sports. I don't like sports culture. Okay. I have no interest in politics, but I have a lot of interest in civics. So here's a thing that I think is very interesting in the world of civics that unfortunately then melts into the world of politics, which, because you're already on the slippery slope, you might as well go right into partisan politics because that's what politics is. It's like it's like a soap opera. It's like it's it's sports for people in suits. Mm. And uh, and here's the problem: you pick out one thing, you pick out the one thing that you think you're going to change, right? Um, it, that could be you become you got your one issue, you got your group that does this one thing. And I, I hate that phrase "special interest" because who's not a special interest, right? We're all special interests. Right. But um, you know what I mean? It's like if you if you change one factor about anything, it's like playing Sims or something. It has a knock on effect to everything else. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to go on with this, but to get to the actual point here, if your motivation is that you want to change this one angle of the triangle, and the angle of that triangle is, I want, I want a much more obtuse sense of money, well, then that's going to make the other sides of the triangle super acute. Do you know what I mean? I and do. that acuteness might mean commute. It might mean time you can spend with your lady. It might mean flexibility to not just do what you love, with five sets of air quotes, but, but it just could be something as simple as sleeping. 
And, and that sounds so obvious, but until you're in the middle of it, you know, you know, now that you have that, that silly mental model that I've just given you, you could probably go back through a whole bunch of times in your life where things were not where you wanted it to be. And you may find that it was, you could go back, you could go back to puberty, you could go back to high school, you could go back to college. And you, because you're always fighting the last motivational or emotional war, like you may be pushing really hard to keep this one end of the triangle wired together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like think of, I just think about, I'm not a big, I'm not big on regret, but in, I do think about my youth and all the things that I didn't do because I was clinging really hard to that, this one side of the triangle. Well, I just let the other ones go to sh- So is that anywhere near what you were talking about? Not no, really? that is, that really is because you wind up, you wind up in this situation where you, you forget what the original goal, the original purpose might have once been or, or should be. You lose sight of that. And then you're just... You're just there saying, well, I, I'm supposed to do this thing next. And you forget the real reason why you're even doing it, that the, the, what used to be a stepping stone for you has now become a goal in and of itself. What, what, what you were saying, well, I want to be, let's say, I want to be happy. So how do I, how do I feel happy? Well, if I, if I had some money and a place to live and some things, <laughs> I would be happy. So my goal is to be happy. I need these things to be happy. So, well, uh, a job, a job will let me get those things. So then you start doing the job and then eventually you lose sight of the things that you were doing to, that you thought would make you happy that might still have made you happy. And you begin to, well, if I was, if I was a manager, then I'd make more money and I would have a better job and I'd have some direct reports and that would make then. And then you forget that original thing. I mm-hmm. remember a friend of mine, um, I, I, I've referred to him before and I may have even said this exact thing before. So I apologize, but it's, it, it comes up again now as I'm in my mind as we're talking about this. He was a software developer. And before that, before he went to college, he graduated. Uh, and then I, I think he may have gone to do some college, but he went out and he, he was a, he's a dance, uh, instructor, ballroom dance instructor. And he went and he lived in Europe and he came back and he was like a ballroom dance instructor. And he, he used to say, you know, I was happier making as a well-paid dance instructor, making $24,000 a year. I think he used to say, maybe it was 16,000. It was something in that range. And he said, I was happier doing that. Uh, and living in an apartment and all I had was like a TV and a mattress on the ground is like, I was happier then and more free then and, and carefree then, uh, then, then I am making $120,000 at, as a senior software developer at a, you know, at a company that's, that's doing pretty well, you know, uh, and, and it was always, he always used to reflect on that. And it's so, I think so often the case that we lose sight of those goals that we, and you know what? Our goals change. Sure. The goals that you have when you graduate college aren't the same ones you have when you're, you know, 30 or is even as old as you are. Mm. Uh, you know, those goals change when you have a family, when you do, you progress in life. I'm not saying we should all have the same goals we had when we were 18. Right. But I'm saying that, that sometimes you get caught up in that process of going from, uh, from job to job or, or, or the career Maybe your, your goal is to have a, a certain accomplishment or to be a, something because you find it fulfilling, and that's great. And then why are you listening to the show? Like, go do your thing. But I think there's a lot of people who are probably in that situation that I know both of us were in for a very long time, and that you, you just, it seems like you're working for the promotion as opposed to what the promotion will give you. 
yeah, yeah, but but the I mean I I agree on every every single bit of that. But the part part of also also part of what makes that complicated is as that that's fine for Merlin I, or maybe the antithesis of that is that what wherever you are right now, um, I mean you know when you get old like me, it isn't simply that your that your joints get a little bit tired or you get a little bit tired or you know your your magna doodle uh, right. doesn't uh, right. go. Mm, so much anymore. You, uh, you are where you are. And boy, if there's anything in, in gosh, in literature or in that anecdote, what you're really saying is I didn't appreciate uh, youth, health, vitality, and a sense of the future when I had it. Uh, which is, boy, it's such a big theme that it would be difficult for anything we say about that to not be a cliche. But I think that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, it is. It's like, I, well, what was that? I made this crack on the show, I think, uh, on this show, I think a long time ago, was something like, you know, y- young people... Like young people like to feel like they're important, or no? Young people like young people like to feel like they're important, and like old people like to feel like they're young. And like it, the thing is, you get older, and it doesn't really make you important. It just makes you old. And then, and then you kind of wish you were younger and wish you could redo things. But you know, to our to the very point where this started, and I think I think you're onto a million things here. I, I, I really do. It's so many things we talk about on, on here where. Uh, you know, gosh, you could talk about the whole like, you know, that whole idea, like you say, of whacking the pinata at this one place and not realizing that, you know, you, there's no pinata, you're just whacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, but also just that idea of arrival, something we talk about a lot. I was just thinking about um, if, if this, is, I don't, I hope that, I don't think this is true of me, but I think it's easy for this to be true of somebody. Well, let's put it this way. There, there, there are things in your life that have become a chain where you never realize, you may never realize that the chain is there, let alone where it started. Hmm. So let's say it starts out and you're a kid and you wish you had more friends. Well, pretty soon you might be a kid who wishes girls would pay attention to you. Then once girls pay attention to you, you wish you had a girlfriend. Then once you had a girlfriend, you wish you had a steady girlfriend. Do you see where I'm going with this? And then pretty soon you're getting pressure from people to do certain things. And so but then you may never find you're happy because in this Buddhisty way, maybe you're always yearning for whatever that next thing is. And then you can certainly get to the point where we've talked about this before about like the person you decide to spend your life with has to be somebody you get along with, right? It, it doesn't, it's somebody where you can, you can reach a detente over what, what percentage of fat there should be in the milk and where the toothpaste goes <laughs> and, and who's on garbage patrol, like we always talk about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and that fact that you may get to that point and you're not happy with that could have its basis. It, and this sounds so reductive, but I really believe this way, 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 way back. And that's just one example. Another example really could be dissatisfaction with your job. Dissatisfaction with your job may have a genesis all the way back in being bored in preschool. <laughs> or you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you've maybe you've always had a sense of unease that you've never that's so reductive, but I think that's a really simplistic chain. And, and unfortunately life is a thousand times more complex than that, and your yeah. chain will vary. Yeah. It's pretty good. But um It's very good. But but that, I don't know. I, I keep coming back to that fighting the last war problem or you know, the motivational evolution problem. Because but then, of course, now it gets us back into this expertise and experience thing. Because let's say, let's go back to whatever, 1994, 1991 in my case. I get out of college, I got to get a job. Well, yeah, and I've said this before, it's such cliche, but I, as much as I was poor and unhappy, I was also poor and happy in some ways in 1991. Because life kind of was more simple. It felt so complex. Right, right. It, it did. Loans. It really did. My student loans were pretty modest. It's not like these kids today 
with uh, with coming out of uh, <laughs> coming out of undergrad with like two hundred thousand dollars in debt. Like, can that, you imagine that? It's well, you know, it's I, I'm I'm hesitant to blame any anybody who chooses to do that. I mean, it's just like I said when I first met my wife when she worked at Stanford, it was forty thousand dollars a year ten years ago to go to Stanford, and right. we laughed. And now that's like pretty much like SOP, <laughs> right? That's like what it costs to go to college now. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to fall apart pretty soon. So I wouldn't put a lot of money into that. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Not funny. It's going to be sad when that all falls apart and people still owe like hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. It's awful. Um, but yeah, but boy, I still owe $2,000 on a loan, which was like a, was the giantest sum in the world. But life was pretty simple, right? And, and, but, but I can't, also can't get away from this pining for this, this future because the world really seems fairly limitless when you're young and you don't really realize those limitations until they're already gone. And so, and, and not, I don't mean to make this wistful, right. but okay, so I go out and I get that job. That's really great. Okay, so what job am I going to get? One of my first jobs, like I said, I had a regular gig doing that newsletter. Okay, cool. I'm using more PageMaker. I got a job laying out this really annoying real estate newsletter. Okay, that's really cool. It's kind of annoying to work with these people, but I get to, hmm, I get to just come here after hours. It's when I started drinking um, coffee. I would just dump a thing of cocoa into it and like cover it with coffee. So good. And, uh, and, and, and then having that little bit of stuff, like I worked with this boat guy who wanted some help with his, with his boat promotion stuff. And I ran into Carpet Boy. Remember the guy who was going to drop ship carpeting? Anyway, weird, like weird little things. And at each one of those things, like that motivation changes just the tiniest bit. And if that motivation is always expressed from the age you're, uh, you're 11 to the age that you're, uh, you know, six feet under, if that is expressed solely as I need a job to make money, you're, you're missing the boat on a lot of stuff and you're not recalibrating that motivation right. for, for what you'd really like to do. I think, you know, the real message is that it's, it's, in my case, it's just good to not be an anxious person. It doesn't help me. It certainly doesn't help me make smarter decisions. And do, where, how, do you, how do you eliminate that anxiety for yourself? Well, part of the problem is I don't know I have anxiety until I'm already anxious. Right. I could probably t- undertake a, um, a meditation practice. Right. Another thing I wrote down here, I just want to mention this in passing. And I just Googled this and I can't find the specific source on this. So I will, I'm happy to stand corrected if I got this wrong. But I first heard about this, in, I think, in an interview with one of those two fruitcakes that started Razorfish. There's the fruit, fruitcake guy and then there's like the super duper fruitcake guy. And uh, the... Uh, SDFG uh, actually told a great anecdote. I do not know if it's his anecdote, but he, it's something along these lines. Go with me. Um, okay, I got to go to the hardware store. Well, why do you have to go to the hardware store? I got to go to the hardware store because I need to buy a drill. Okay, why do you need to buy a drill? I need to buy a drill because I want to put a hole in my wall. Why do you want to put a hole in your wall? I want to put a my hole, hole in my wall so I can put up um, a way to hang paintings. Well, why do you want a way, way to hang paintings? Because I have this awesome new painting. Okay, well, why do you have an awesome new painting? Because uh, art makes me happy. Okay, so the real reason you're going to the hardware store is you want to be happy. And almost every motivation, if you do those kinds of backward things, comes back to I want to be happy. But at any point in that chain, you might say, I, I, I'm, I'm too tired to make anything sensible of that. But do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like if you take that, if you trace all the way back in that stack, cleric, you will get back to somewhere, you will get back to I want to be happy. Now the question becomes, I think that's a great anecdote. Isn't that a great anecdote? I love it. I think it's really good. Oh, it's now here's brilliant. the problem. Do you still, is art still making you happy? 
in a in a strictly uh, getting things done sense and getting things done as a copyright of David Co. two thousand one. Like you've got this thing that's on your list that's not getting accomplished, right? Well, your motivation somewhere in there is I know I need to go to the hardware store. You may have forgotten that you don't like art anymore, <laughs> but that's still on your list. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's staring at you, and now you feel bad, and you're procrastinating because you've got three things or five things or eleven hundred things like that in your head or on your list, and your motivation becomes very muddied. And I will resist the urge to go into the care and sacrifice at this point, but I, I, I feel the desire to, to at least mention that in passing. Um, because, you know, when you, when, you, when you cloud your world of activity and volition and executive function, when you cloud that world with a lot of misplaced, expired, or non-existent motivation, it's almost impossible for your life to not get unhappily complicated. And maybe we talked before about recalibrating expectations. Yeah. Well, how do you get rid of anxiety? Well, one way might be anxiety to me feels like a byproduct of cognitive dissonance, again, like stress. So maybe one way to do it is to recalibrate what your motivations are. And yes, maybe what you care about, what you're willing to sacrifice. But don't you think that's one thing? It's like, well, you know, here's the thing that's so crazy. Like, it's not that... And and I say this to companies. Like, if you've got somebody incredibly talented at your company... Um, they can get a job anywhere they want, anytime they want. Oh, but it's a bad economy. Okay, shut up. That person can go work anywhere. There will always, the most talented person at what they do will always have a job anywhere. And if you don't give them, give them sharp tools and interesting problems, they're going to walk out the door. That's just always the way it's going to be. Now, if you're somebody who's obsessed with money, or you're somebody who's obsessed with the notion that you're in this position of power because of a bad economy, you're going to miss out on a very talented person working for you because you've assumed that their motivation is the same as yours. And if you don't figure out how to keep that person interested and motivated inside the company, they'll walk. And if you suck at it enough, everyone will walk. And I think you see this happening. This is a Syracuse and Marco topic, but you see this happening now. You see companies where a lot of people are vesting. That company, I could think of two in particular, where a lot of people feel like this company has seen their best days. They've seen their best days as employees. They are vested and they're starting to quietly walk out the door because mm-hmm. the, the tools have gotten dull and so have the problems. Boy, that was long. I'm that sorry. That was a good one. Did you, were you reading that? Yeah. Hang on a second. H3. Um, <laughs> no, Dan. Uh, I'm speaking extemporaneously about uh, something that I like. B- Dan, big week. Yeah, it is a big week. You want to know why it's a big week? No, tell me. I'm going to tell you in three words, square, right. space, six. Oh, the, the big new release. Oh, huge, huge release. Mm, this is a really, <laughs> really big release. It is a huge release. And so here's the thing. We've been talking for a long time about squarespace.com. I've been trying to stay clammed up about this because I'm a gentleman. Right. But uh, this is big. This is really big. Mm. Um, I have been a fan of Squarespace 5. And what is Squarespace? Give the F's and B's on this real quick. Squarespace is really all that you need. All that you need in order to create an exceptional... Squarespace, let's be honest. Squarespace is a dream. It is is the dream that we all had years ago when we just wanted to create stuff and we didn't want to be burdened by having to either write or learn how to use incredibly complicated, unreliable software. I think it's totally accurate. (laughs) I've said this before many, many times, numerous times, but, you know, when I was in Tallahassee, Florida, and my career consisted of knowing what a break tag was, I mean, I, you know, we used to call it bed and breakfast code with BR, and it was very funny in 1996. But, you know, it was just a bunch of break tags, 
And, and now today, that career doesn't exist. That is typing a couple of things and having Ruby spit something out. Right. Um, or it's grabbing a framework. And, I, and it's funny because I did notice in Squarespace, I went in and looked at their code on a couple of things. Sometimes when you're power user, you have occasion to go and look at the code if you're doing like custom CSS stuff and things like that. And it looks like it's based on like the kind of this, like a straight up like shake and bake HTML5 thing. Yeah. But it's solid like heck. Isn't that amazing that you can just do that today? It really, that you can cool. have this crazy, uncrushable site based on something you go and download from a website. <laughs> I used to sit there and do in, includes and BB edit and, and have sites generated out of FileMaker Pro exports. Oh Seems my god! Weird today. Totally bananas. Now here's the thing: I have been a giant fan of Squarespace five, as as it's now known. Um, I guess more officially, for what at least two years. I was on MacBreak Weekly back in the day, and I was like, wow, Squarespace sounds cool. You guys should give me an account. And like, I immediately fell in love. Um, and, uh, and now Squarespace 6, I have to tell you something, and I think this is important. I hope this, people are saying this enough. This is not specifically in the long document of, of the possible talking points that mm-hmm. we got. You need to understand that this is a different thing. Squarespace 6 is different from Squarespace 5. I, I almost feel like giving it an incremental number like that might be confusing to people because it's, it's so much the same, but also so different. I mean, it, it is not, it's not an iteration. It's a very, I mean, the things you can do with, what do they call it, the, uh, the layout engine? What yeah. do they call it? Yeah. It, it's, it's difficult to even describe what you can do with this. I mean, you are literally, if you've ever tried to do anything on a page, even if you're running 960, even if you're running Blueprint, if you try and do anything with columns and you're not a whiz like Dan, it's like <laughs> back in the old days, wondering where you dropped a closing tag on a TD. And you're going like, what is happening? Why won't this thing, why is that float not working in, in IE4 or whatever? Like, why is this happening? You don't get this. Are you ready for this? You drag a thing in. You hit a button and a dingus drops in. I want my Twitter feed to be here. I want a photo here. You know what? I want a gallery here. And you hit a button, literally. Not even a couple buttons. You hit a button and it says, okay, hello, now I'm a gallery. You go to your desktop on your computer, your home computer PC. You drag some images in there and now you've got a gallery. And that's literally it. Then you hit a, hit like a radio button type deal or a pull down and say, do you want this to be like a context sheet? Do you want this to be a slider? Do you want this to be a slideshow? And that's it. You're done. You drag markdown blocks. You drag HTML blocks. You drag whatever it is you want to have. You just drag it on the page. I'm not, I'm not articulating this well because you have to see how bananas this is. And then once you've dropped it on the page, it's 100% WYSIWYG. You're just dragging to, for example, drop it here to make a new column. Drop right. it here to make a new row. Drop it here to float next to this. It's completely crazy. And so, I mean, I don't want to let too much of a cat out of too much of a bag, but I'm totally, I've gutted MerlinMan.com. And for a project we're doing next month, I'm rebuilding MerlinMan.com completely in Squarespace 6. Nice. And it's totally fun. Uh, you've done stuff with the layout engine for your sites. Yeah, I mean, I... You've been on the secret, you've been on the secret top secret beta for a while, too. I have. I admittedly, I have. And one of the things that struck me was they have all new templates for this. And I found one right away. I forget what the name of it is. Pelle, P-E-L-L-E, is that the name of it? Anyway, that, that was just perfect for what I wanted to do. But, you know, I wanted to make some tweaks. I wanted to make some customizations. And it's, it's like you described. You hit the little thing, the little drawer slides over. Oh, I just want to make the logo a little smaller. I just drag the little, the little slider. And now the logo is smaller. I drag it. Now the sidebar is a little smaller. Oh, I don't want that orange color. I want a blue color. Just click it. Type the pick the color from the picker. You're done. I mean, it's all of these things. That if if you had gone back even five years ago and just right. described this to me and said, "Oh, this is how it'll be in five years," you're like, "Yeah, you're pretty funny." I know we won't be able to do it in five years, maybe fifteen. 
Uh, but it really does feel it really does. It, it, it takes away a lot of those obstacles. And, you know, one of the things that I've said when they've, they've sponsored some of the other shows, uh, it's very true in that you can put this in front of somebody who does not have the kind of skills that most of us, even most, come on, most of the people listening probably have the skills to do some HTML, CSS, maybe, but you don't need, you don't, you can hire someone who's just that, that, you know, outside of this space and be comfortable knowing that they're not going to just break everything. Can I, mean, I give you one, one example of go, this madness? Go ahead, caller. Okay. Thank you for a long time spacer. Um, I was working on my bio page and I just got kind of some little bit of, you know, FPO text up, some lorem ipsum. And uh, I, I wanted to use this photo groups took a few years ago of me in a bar looking old, which hardly ever happens. No, I know. And at first I'd used a pretty low res image because I thought, oh, you know, yeah, I'm still thinking like it's 1995. Oh, I don't want to go bananas with this. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. Anytime, so imagine you've got, you've got a blog, you've got a gallery, you've got anything. They, they call that a collection, uh-huh. right? Any area of your site is called a collection. I didn't get this till two days ago. And it says, oh, you can drag an image onto this collection. And I was like, okay, I don't know why I would want to do that. Okay, you can have a description for it. I didn't get why you want to do that. Imagine this. Imagine on your homepage, you had a new thing called, I think it's called a collection, uh, collection link. And suddenly, whoa, there's a graphic for this area of your site called bio atop a link to that and this description. Oh my gosh, that's pretty cool. Let's see, I drag another one in called You Look Nice Today. Well, now everything I wrote about You Look Nice Today and the graphic for You Look Nice Today is there. I can make that a column. I can make that a row. Are you getting this? I'm getting it. I dropped in a... the a Gruber took it like a giant size, like over two... 2000 by something pixels. I dragged in the ginormous version of that and it looks exquisite. You go in and you pick a focal point. You could say, make sure no matter how you crop this, make sure you always get like right on the bridge of my nose is like the center of this, for example. And guess what? If you put three of those in a row, it automatically makes it 33% each. You don't do anything. You never see any of this. Yeah. You don't have to change those sizes. Now, are you ready for the real bananas to fall from the sky? Yes. Grab the right, grab the right side <laughs> of the window and drag it to the left and watch the magic because every one of these templates is responsive. I love that. So, we, we, were, we were talking about this offline. Yeah. I was saying over the weekend... You know, I, I've been spending so much time working on my site and trying it in different browsers and things that now when I open up one of my sites or any any Squarespace site in iOS, I don't see a mobile version of the site. I see <laughs> I see my site and it's it just fits perfectly in the way that I want to read it on my iOS device. And then I like I went to another site of the week and I was looking at this thing. I'm like, wait a minute, this is like some weird, strange mobile version of the site that doesn't look anything like the site. It's some, it has weird like calendar icons on it. It was very weird. And I've, I, in, in only a week I've become completely jaded and spoiled by what you get from yeah, this response. You have to, you stuff. have to hand it to a lot of popular CMSs that they've made it easy for people to have mobile versions of their site. But I mean, in, in some cases there are popular CMSs where it, it, it looks fundamentally different. And I think it's maybe even meant to look a little bit like an app. I think. Um, but in, in the case of Squarespace, you know, this is the other neat thing is, is you go in and per template, I'm sorry, I, I meant to keep this short, but it has been so fun to use this. Yeah, we can finally talk about it, right? We can finally talk about all of these things. And actually, we've got a pretty big thing coming in August. Should we mention that? Yeah, so do it. Sure. Mention that. Sure. We're doing a whole big thing with Squarespace where I'm going to show you the rebuilding of MerlinMan.com and make some screencasts and show you some of these features in, in real life. Please don't hesitate. In the meantime, please do go to squarespace.com slash back to work. Um, 
Because you can sign up for a free trial of this. If you're not a Squarespace user yet, you can go in and you can go sign up for, uh, I think it's two weeks. You get a free trial, which should be more than enough time to at least you know, walk through this and see if you like it. Well, I'll talk more in a minute about, about the special uh, offer code here. But here's the thing. Um, each one of these templates, you can change this template anytime. It's completely abstracted. Everything is abstracted. The choices that you've made about things, um, about any of this stuff, and H1 is always an H1, right? You can do in these markdown blocks. I love working in mock, markdown, so it's so much easier for me to do that. You want your blogs to have like, you know, to, to, to behave in a certain way. Well, I mean, you have, the, you have the flexibility on all of that. And then you can go in and say, I, I, again, you still choose from all these, like, oh, what, like a couple hundred open source fonts that you can use, plus all the standard ones. And you can just go in and say, I want H2s. It's like one little dingus in the left bar that pops out, slides out. You say, I want H2s to be Helvetica Noi. I want it to be in this many M's or this many pixels. I want the line spacing to be this. And it's that easy. Like, you know, you, it would, it would, it would, it would be nice to be Jim Kudal or Jason Santa Maria or Jeffrey Zeldman to have the chops to be able to really understand all of that and have that control. And if you need that, you can certainly go out and make a website with a whole bunch of tools. Sure. If you want to focus on making stuff, open in the iPad app and posting, <laughs> this is the way to go. I've been thrilled with what I've got so far. I mean, are you guys getting this? Anything that you floated, anything you made columns, the order you put that in on the page as you close the portal or whatever you kids call it, it just scoots over. So on, on the back to work page that, that I've been working on, like I've got it made a little side rail, just a side rail, ad hoc side rail out of nowhere because I felt like it. It's got the show art, pretty big. It's got a description, like what's our release schedule, mm, like how to get the feed. And as I drag the entire page, that little that little um, icon for the show gets smaller and smaller and smaller until the responsive design pops and says, oh no, now this all needs to be one long column. And guess what? That art gets really big now. And it looks super cool. And Dan, can you imagine there wasn't enough JavaScript in the world to do this like 10 years ago? No, there was not. Um, you know, oh gosh, remember 98% tables? <whistles> Align equals center? That was pretty sexy stuff. That was big Remember, remember this? Remember the TD... Uh, uh, width equals uh, 33, 33, 34. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was pretty fancy stuff. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing. Do this. Quit screwing around. You got to go in and do this. Here's the deal. You go to squarespace.com slash back to work and you will be able to go in. They have a beautiful uh, like a one page site to explain all the big stuff. They got tons of videos. You can see if this is the right fit for you. Um, and you can go in and you can just go straight in and sign up. No credit card needed. Um and I actually, for one of the sites I've been, you know, messing around with, I went and did this myself. Um, I think it's a non-public site while it is in trial, if, if memory serves. But you will get all the features are in there for two weeks. You can see if it's going to work for you. I think that's reasonable, don't you? I, I would go along with that, sure. But you go in and you sign up for this, and here's the deal: same offer as before. You correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but I believe the standing offer on this is that when you go in, if you sign up for a year, you get twenty uh, percent off. You sign up for two years, you get twenty-five percent off. You sign up for anything that's over a year and you get a free domain name. Boom. You put it in a field, you hit the dingus, and you get a free domain name. If it's available, they give you the domain name and it's your domain name. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a pretty good deal? It's a very good deal. And then you go in and use the offer code your show, one word, your show, and you get an extra 10% off anything that you buy on the Squarespace. So what if I and don't want to sign up for you? I just want to do the one month to month thing, 10% off. 10% Dan. All right. One year, extra 10%. Two years, extra 10%. My, I don't even know what my inchoate European accent has become. <laughs> is, that, is that an Australian subcontinent accent? It is, yes. I need to go back and watch Mr. Show again. I've lost it. 
Uh, gosh, darn it. They, 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 I'm looking at the thing now. They call it the layout engine, the page builder. All right. But sure. at least here's the thing. It's, it's not going to cost you anything but a few minutes to just at least go try this out. It's so freaking cool to do. It's so fast to get set up. And you're just dragging pages around and making stuff. It is so fun. And for somebody who's been struggling with trying to make this stuff good, in my case, for whatever, 17 years, like it's so... I love not having the dumb problems that this used to cause. Yeah. I love not having to add an NBSP in P tags in order to get a break, <laughs> which I still do. <laughs> I just did it on Kung Fu Grip a few minutes ago because I'm so lazy. Oh my God. Damn, we got to talk about my style of coding. I know. Which is, it's like school in the summertime, no class. Squarespace.com slash back to work. Please check this out. This is such a neat new thing. It is a new thing. It's a different thing. If you're on Squarespace 5, you have the opportunity to upgrade to 6 with a completely... I'm probably using the wrong language here. But you get your own completely different Squarespace 6 site to play with. You can import... Oh! You can import your entire Squarespace 5 site into Squarespace 6. Boom. Done. Isn't that amazing? It is. We've got to keep some of it. Anyway, come back next month, too, because we're going to have some cool stuff to show you. And you can see my currently disused website uh, spring back to life, like the phoenix herself. Squarespace.com slash back to work. Thank you very, very much to uh, Lil Ryan, who's been so busy lately with all of this. Everybody at Squarespace has been so busy. Dan, they're still rolling out features. Everybody was like, oh, where'd the Markdown go? And now Markdown. Is the thing that you can drag in HTML, any kind of code you can drag in, and that's got like a highlight.js type situation, right? You yeah. can go in, like it does the high code highlighting. It's very nice. Oh, our thanks to Squarespace.com for supporting Five by Five and Back to Work. Gosh, freaking darn it! I'm sorry. I meant that to be like two minutes long, but it's I literally I spent like the whole day yesterday was, working. Yeah, it's like twenty minute spot. They should be happy with that for a good while. They should be happy with anything we do. Cut that out. I will. Anyway, it's fun. It's been hard to keep. Uh, keep quiet about that i know you know it's good they got good documentation too do you ever go there you see you've gone to their documentation it's pretty good yeah i've seen it all right how long have we been on here 77 minutes 45 seconds oh, man i'm killing my curve okay a curve tells a story dude <laughs> yes it does doesn't the curve tell a story yes Mm, 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 mm. We'll link to that. We should link to that in show notes. Okay. Yeah. We should also mention, um, we should wrap this up. Did we say enough about motivation and stuff? I feel like it was something for people to think about. You're literally killing me. Are you all right? I might need to lay down. Um, you know what else I was on? I was on the uh, with Captain Jim. He seems very reluctant to be called Captain Jim. I was on Cap- Captain Jim's show. He's week. not embracing it. It's something I gave to him as a gift, and he's not. He doesn't accept it. I think it's super weird that he's not into it. I would love. Well, you know, Dave used to call me. Dave used to call me Captain Merlin. He came and say, "How's Captain Merlin this morning?" He'd speak to me in the you know, in the third person, mm-hmm. and then I'd have to respond in the third person. Captain Merlin is fine. How is Lieutenant Colonel Dave? <laughs> nice I like that I, 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 I won't get me one of them 30s I need to get more fonts on my desktop <laughs> um, and so uh, 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 so there's that anyway I talked about <laughs> X-Men and it was really super weird I got I got I got way off the rails Dan I know you did and I don't mean Ruby no. I don't mean yeah that was fun though. You know who was on there was uh, was Jay Thrash, and Captain Jim. Now, what's Captain Jim like to be called? Jim Metzendorf. Well, that's what he goes by. I don't. Know I never know else. when to stop saying his last name. I feel like I feel like I need a bell. 
you know. <laughs> Mats and Dorfin. Oh, like it feels like it could go on in Jerry Lewis style. I like I like Captain Jim. I think that's a very nice. It's name. a very good one. He's not appreciative of it, but yeah. What are you gonna do? That seems really uh, ungrateful. No, he is nothing, nothing uh, but a gentleman. We talked about uh, this should probably be the after dark, but I'd like to mention it because it was super fun. I don't want you to actually listen to it because I was a blathering idiot. But I, I talked about the X Men in, in in like nearly cosmic big world terms, and they suffered it, which was just unacceptable. They should have cut me right off. I know. I talked about mythology. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. And we didn't even talk that much about Jean Grey. We talked a little bit about the feminist and anti-feminist uh, things happening in X-Men. So, yeah. So I heard we got a t-shirt. Shop.5x5.tv is for the t-shirt. Yeah, and you can get a 5x5 shirt there too. Yeah, if you want it. <sighs> motivation. Mm. I think I don't know what my motivation is a lot of the time. I really don't. I mean, that sounds like a, a Meisner thing or a... Uh, Who's the other guy in the method? Stanislavski. I don't, I, I feel like I honestly don't. And as soon as I catch myself not knowing what my motivation is, I feel very frustrated. Do you feel that way today? Do you like sit around and do you wake up every morning like with your dream catcher and think about what your motivation is today? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Something I hate to admit, I hate to admit this. Well, I don't hate to admit it. I, I hate to have, I hate that I've taken this long to, to have to admit it, but I just can't do as much good stuff as I'd like to be able to. And I mean every word of that. I just, I can't, as in it's impossible. Do, as in complete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, every word of that is true. I used to think I can do pretty much everything all day. And now, I mean, I, not to go all kid here, but like maybe it's the kid stuff, maybe it's something. But I really, I really, this is such an old bit. Gina Trapani has talked about this. Everybody's talked about this. But like th- that concept of doing one good thing today I think maybe on a really good day, I get two good things done, you know, but like a friend of mine, this, this, uh, this, this pal of mine, we, we wouldn't have coffee and my standing deal with anybody who wants to have coffee. Don't be creepy. Is like, if you come out to my hood, I will pretty much have coffee, coffee with you. Don't go crazy, but, but I will. Cause it's like, it's pretty close to where I am. It's really easy, but this sounds so selfish, but if I had to go downtown to like do anything social and I don't gang it with other tasks, it is literally half a day for me. Cause think about it for my case, like I get up, whatever. I get up, it's like six or seven and there's hanging out. There's maybe watching Avengers and there's, there's, then you get on the train and my, I've done the math and there's no way that I will be back to work, so to speak until almost noon. It is literally half a day. Like, so it's, it's kind of like that same joke about the user group in Boston that wants me to speak for 20 minutes. Well, that's still three days of my time. But I guess what I'm saying is like anything I do, there's nothing in my life that takes less than an hour. I've realized there's almost nothing that takes less than an hour. Have you ever realized this? It seems like there's five minute tasks, but there, if you account for everything, if you look at what you actually accomplished in a day, short of like knocking off a quick email or answering a text, there are very few substantive things that take less than an hour. And I know like developers know that, but have you ever felt that? I mean, like, I honestly feel like, like with you, you spend so much time on the air or working with sponsors or working on the site. It's like, it's not like you have time to just go out and like, you know, no, I wish on your tennis I wish, swing. Yeah. but you know, it's helped me so much. Like, I don't know if this is exactly to the point of motivation. It's helped me feel so much more sane to say that in order to come into work feeling good and in order to go home at night feeling sane and happy to be going home, I have to really focus on doing one or two things. I don't know what those one or two things will be every day. I may not know what my motivation is. 
I try to make something that's going to be uh, useful, profitable, and fun. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If yeah. I do a podcast, that's half a day. It kind of is. It really is because I talk for a long time. But it's, I think if, you, if you're struggling with that stuff, I mean, whatever the number of things you want to make today is, like uh, tracing back in the stack to what that motivation is, is not a terrible idea. But then also accepting in this, in this bigger way, accepting that there's only a limited number of those things you can do every day is about the sanest thing in the world that you can do. Is that a functional component? I think so. This tart's not getting any easier. No. And I'm going to throw out the money card because I think we covered money just fine today. <laughs> by, by that, I mean not at all. You okay? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm great. I might need to lay down. You want to button this up? Yeah, let's button it up. Okay, I love you. I love you too, Merlin Man.